Welcome back to the Grandstand P Money here in Paris, and we got F Knowles in New York. What's going on? Yo, uh, I thought you were going to run that twice. I was, I was, <clears throat> I was waiting for it. You know, if Ferrari had actually put in a result, I might have been that excited. But <laughs> after the last few races, they don't deserve that sweet engine sound twice. But man, uh, before I mean, you know what's weird is that Ferrari had a shit weekend again. And that's not even the biggest story. I don't know if that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Three's become a trend now. But man, we went back to Melbourne and didn't disappoint, man. We, for the first time in history, we've had a race with three red flags and three restarts. That's never happened before. Yeah, three red flags, man. I mean, we're going to, we're going to get into it, but um, it's a lot. Can you say overkill? (laughs) <laughs> normally i'm yeah. a fan but i mean uh yeah wow wow obviously wow, wow, wow. It, it ended in tears and a lot of carbon fiber all over uh the track yeah. And, and yeah even one one fan got hit with uh k mag's uh wheel carbon like a piece of the wheel that flew off in the air yeah which is like crazy. cut his arm open yeah you never hear of that anymore battle wound man i mean that's a good bar story yeah, <laughs> got a piece of. To, he didn't even get to keep the piece of the car though, which is kind of you know it's fucked up. <laughs> Cheap ass Gunter probably yeah. tra- tracks him down. Need back and need to fix it, <laughs> even though it's in a million pieces. <laughs> but yeah, we they're, had a lot of red. We're gonna duct tape it back to the car. <laughs> oh man, it's a budget. It's a budget cap year, man. You know we have to anywhere you can save some money, you got to save some money. Yeah. But before we get into it, uh, let's roll that intro. Roll it. Question for all of you except Romain Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. Yo, you know who I was very happy wasn't uh, at the race this weekend, though? Was who wasn't at the race? Well, there were a lot of people who were at the race. Kelly Slater was in the uh, the Merc garage. Um, he was a guest of Mercedes. Um, I was just saying Nico Rosberg. Um, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Here, no, Jensen, Jensen was great this weekend. Jensen was fucking hilarious, like all weekend. He, yeah, he just brings it up. Even, even like you know when you re- when you realize how like his worth is on in free practice, like the banter that he brings in free oh, practice, yeah. it makes it worth watching. All of a sudden, Nico doesn't have that power. Unfortunately. No, no. But um, yeah, you know who was there, uh, and I was surprised is Michael Massey making a comeback. Seems like it hasn't been long enough for him to do that. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I, I, I um, <clears throat> he was probably one of the stewards in this race. <laughs> Secret steward. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, if you look at how incoherent it was, according to some, I don't know. I don't know where I stand. So let's try to yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into this red flag confusion because um, all right, if you had if you missed this race, you will see that you know we finished behind safety car. So there was three red flags for three separate incidents, and on the second the second red flag came late in the race. Uh, with three laps to go, and we had a standing start after uh, K Mag. Uh, I don't know if K Mag had a technical failure, but he hit the wall, and we had to basically clean up his uh, the debris. And the safety car wasn't enough, basically. So with three laps to go, I honest, I honestly thought they might just end the race there, and I wouldn't have been surprised if they did. But they decided to call a red flag, and since we didn't go over the three hour race time limit they had to restart and then they had two choices do a standing start or a rolling start so you lose a lap behind the safety car anyway to get to the grid and then you have two racing laps so they went for the standing start and we saw what we saw it was getting late in melbourne and tires weren't getting up to temperature we saw you know at at turn one we already saw logan Sargent outbreak himself, hitting DeVries, punting him off. We saw Checo Perez going straight. We saw Gasly going straight. We saw Sainz hitting Alonso, spinning him around. And then the two Alpines collided and just completely smashed both cars into the wall, causing the third and final red flag. Um, And that's not even over. (laughs) It's still... Yeah, um... And then, well, and then, let's see what else. And then, so then the whole field goes back in, and then there's a bit of a confusion because Max had gotten off the line. You know, well, he hadn't made it past the first sector, so everyone went back into the pit, um, red flag, and we didn't know what the order would be. Uh, Alonso was already saying, you know, you need to go back the previous lap because there's a precedent in Silverstone, and. What the FIA did is they did go back up to the to the grid, basically, of the last restart, minus right. the cars that crashed out. Right. So minus the Alpines. But what's confusing is that in the past, they would have just kind of, with one lap left, they would have just ended the race and just called the results one lap before. So instead, we had this, I think the for, for the first time ever, the safety car leading the whole field around... And in the meantime, we we were informed that Carlos Sainz had a five-second penalty for punting Alonso off. So in the end, everyone finished in their order, except, you know, Sainz went all the way to the back because five seconds on a on a lap behind the safety car means that you're basically going from wherever you are to last, right? Yeah. And I think he was yeah, well that was it. Because he was yeah. also he was also the last um at that point, there had been six cars at DNF, so he was just that was the other thing. Like there was yeah, no very one else. Short to grid. Yeah. So first of all, what do we think of the penalty? Because in the at the end of the day, Signs got a penalty for a portion of the race that actually didn't count because we were not even using anything that happened between that restart and the first few corners. Uh, some argued, you know, I think it was Gunther tried to argue, let's take the order with the mini sectors. Cause then that meant Hulkenberg was P4 by the way. And with science penalty, that would have been Hulkenberg's first podium, which 
of course he would have gotten his podium in a crazy way like that. So that's what Haas was trying to argue. <laughs> yeah, nice try, Haas. Um, I also but, I misspoke. There were there were eight DNFs, not six. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Wow, so. that's been a while since we had this many. <laughs> yeah. So Science gets a penalty. I mean, it was his fault, yes, but what I can't really. And I'm not trying to, and I'm I'm not outraged or anything. I just I don't understand how you can get a penalty for a portion of the race that doesn't even count. Um, you're gonna. I don't know yeah. either, dude. I mean, well, I guess yeah. No, no, you're right. Because at the end of the day, if the drivers are all going back to their respective perspective or their respective perspective, <laughs> um, their respective places, um, why, why, why is if it didn't matter, why is Carlos getting a, a, a penalty? I guess, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's really the question here. Um, well, it didn't matter because it, you know, cars crashed out. Uh, but I don't know, man. The, the, the when you you know there was obviously that video that clip of of Carlos in his car. You could see how frustrated he was. <laughs> you could see his um, head moving as he was yeah, yelling. I mean, he was <laughs> um, I just don't. I I don't. I don't understand it. I think the FIA is going to have to explain themselves. See, okay. Once, all right. The stewards will. I don't know. I mean, do you apparently, think apparently just according to, I mean, Will Buxton was saying this in the post race. Apparently they went by the book, like very strict interpretation of the rules. So, you know, c- covering their asses and they weren't using like previous <clears throat> naturally. They're always, you know, whatever but nobody nobody can ever hold them accountable right that's like the other thing oh, no there, which is fucking Co- annoying of course not um but, but yeah but I, I guess i'm just are you are you saying they shouldn't have done the restart then in the end is, i think the second red flag I, I don't think that we needed the um the restart well i mean if you look at it because the first the first one was due to albon spinning off right not the first one but this um the second yeah. the second uh, no, so the the so the first red flag was yeah. Albon was Albon was yeah. Albon right yeah well, second was totally, Kanag right that that one totally made sense like the the first one I mean the amount of gravel that was on the circuit you kind of you have to the amount of cleanup that was needed you you can't have cars driving through there Fair. um with with that amount of gravel on the track so that made sense and then K Mag his incident. Lewis even got on the radio. He said, you know, there's so much debris out here and the amount, I mean, drivers could have picked up a puncture. So it did make sense. Like, I I think that they still made the right call there. I still think it required another red flag where, where I don't understand. I I guess it's me that where I don't on this. God damn it. Um, this is like what I don't understand is 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 the penalty to Carlos. I don't get it. Um, I would just knock that as a racing incident. It's a restart. I mean, I don't. I I think it's harsh. I think it's incredibly harsh. You know, Alonso said it was harsh as well. And he's I know. I mean, it was shocking coming yeah. from him, but um, <laughs> maybe he's just being nice because he's Spanish. He's Spanish, so, yeah. You know, there's 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 sympathy there. Um, I guess that's what I don't understand. And then like, just to, we didn't need to like bring the guys back out on track again. If you're just going to, if the running order is just going to stay the same as it was before you went, went racing again. But, so, but here, here, here's my question to you. Um, and, uh, I agree with the penalty and I think 
you do know, agree that, with the penalty. No, no, I, I agree with how odd the penalty is. Uh, right. And I, I mean, I disagree with giving the penalty, uh, but also the FIA is kind of just applying it, you know, by the book. And you know how like they can give any kind of penalties during free practice. That's kind of what they did. It's like, it doesn't matter if it was, you know, a lap that counted towards the race. Cause in the end it did count towards the race, but it's uh, more for the procedure of like red flags and restarts because in the end we ended up, we ended finishing, you know, behind the safety car and no drivers was allowed to overtake. And in this instance, the FIA did, apply its own rules and did end uh, behind safety car and the fans, you know, were okay with it. It was, it was the end. And which for me echoes, you know, Michael Massey was there, but echoes Abu Dhabi, <laughs> which is what should have happened in 2021 in the last race. And no one would have, you know, been mad about it because that's just the way things are done. Right. So for me, it kind of still still shows that there's some things to iron out, you know, with the FIA in the last few laps, but now they've listened to their own protocol and the uh, world are, didn't end by not finishing under green flag. Are we, um, are we sure that Massey wasn't a steward? Like, oh, hundred percent. No, I'm, I'm just, you know, obviously <laughs> joking. Um, you know, they like snuck him in and he's like, God, come on, let me in. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess my question to... Wait. So, what what is the question exactly? Like, what 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 are we asking here? No, I I think it's very confusing. If if this is one of your first F one races, if you started watching this year and you see this, don't worry. This never this has never happened before. I mean, minus Abu Dhabi, which is less than two years ago. But uh, these are the question is do does is the FIA trying too hard to end under green flags? while it should maybe sometimes just go with the protocol and you know end on a safety car and just end that way i mean i'll say this no fan wants to see a race end under a safety car right yeah but it but it happens it happens in it does happen but again no fan wants to see that and i think what they're trying to do is they're they're trying to be mindful of that because it's they're in it they are realistically in a very tough position because it's like Okay, so you finish under safety car, then they're going to get criticized for that decision. Then they finish, they try to red flag it so the guys can race, and then you get an absolute clusterfuck at the end um, where I think they maybe they handled it as best as they possibly could. Because let's be real, like the drivers also need to take some accountability here. That was an absolute nightmare of a restart. Hundred percent, and and like everybody knew that they could find make up a few positions on that restart, and maybe there was going to be another yellow, and then they finish under yellow. There was a lot of gambles made. Um, yeah, you know, Ocon called it uh, suicidal behavior. He's like everyone was trying to get off the line and try to make too many risky moves, and I was like, well, that's racing, first of all. But yeah, uh, that's your job, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, it didn't end too well for him because, uh, no. you know, one can argue that he was also putting a move on, you know, his own teammate. But I'm not, you know, trying to portion blame on there because both drivers came together and it was highly unfortunate. And if you were to give a little bit more blame, it would probably be to Pierre. But, uh, but you but, know, even even in that situation, I don't I don't understand, because if if we're talking about if how does Fernando finish in P3, right? How does Fernando finish in P3? 
And then, because the incident with Esteban and, and Pierre happened after Signs punted Fernando. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, right, let's be real. Like, it, it did. So somehow Fernando still finishes in P3, even though he technically, like, was in the back. And so mm-hmm. did and Pierre and, and, and Esteban get a DNF. So I don't, that to me is also unclear. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Back in the day, what they did was they just took the results of the lap before. And then even if you're a DNF, like the Alpines would have ended in that order. Right. It, whatever the grid was. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not going to give any blame in that one. It was really weird, but also like it's really unfortunate because Gasly was having a hell of a race in P5. Big, and, big race. And Alpine was really showing some really good pace throughout the whole race there. And um, thank God, just thank God that it was with Ocon and that Alpine is not going to, you know, protest their own team because uh, he could have gotten a race ban for that if the FIA had at, like looked into it. You know, he still has that yeah. lubin over his head. So I'm just glad that because it would have been a really bad one and he would have been found guilty, to be honest, because if the FIA just applies, it's, you know, the way it looks at incidents. And but he escaped well, that mean, at least. Yeah. And, and, and well, interesting enough, this morning, um, motorsport.com posted on their Instagram like a tent. 10 things we learned from Australia. And one of the things was that the FIA doesn't know how to handle end of race incidents. And it doesn't seem like they do. At least yeah. this, at least this era of stewards, whoever they may be, um, cause they're switching race to race. Um, I fucking hate to bring up this quote again, but where's the consistency? Um, <laughs> and it, I mean, it's always, it's been kind of a perennial problem in formula one, right? the interpretation of the rules. Sometimes you do feel like there's a, a bit of a bias, um, even if there, there technically isn't one. Um, I mean, I, for me to say that I think the penalty to Carlos Sainz, who drives for Ferrari, is harsh, um, that that says a lot, I think. <laughs> like, I don't I don't usually say that. I mean, we can, we're going to get into Ferrari because they had an abysmal weekend. Yeah, I mean, anyway. I wonder what, you know, what people would have said if this was, you know, Lewis punting off Max or, you know, things would have been a little different. I think emotions kind of get, you know, kind tangled up. Hope I, I wish I was <laughs> like, come on, come on, Lewis, get in there. Yeah, um, well, it, at the end of the day, after all this confusion, Max still took his uh, 37th win. First win in Melbourne, three in a row to start the year, which... And it never looked really in danger, maybe in the very beginning when the Mercs had a really banging start. Um, But, you know, Max just had, it was, he won, but it was a very sloppy win. Like he got off the line slowly. George, George took him really quickly. And then he left the door wide open for Lewis, who went in, who made a really good good pass. And like, we got to say, they fought for the same you know, piece of track and they didn't end up losing a wing or making contact for once. Cause you know, when these two get together, it's usually yeah. Game over. Yeah. Like someone's going to the pits to change something usually, or they're both out. So he did, he did have a little bit of like, Oh yeah, that he pushed me off, but no, he didn't. A first of bit. all, no, no. he had a big moment where he was like, he pushed me off. He pushed me off. It's like <laughs> once again, and I, I will say this, I think Max showed that, in some cases, 
he can be very vulnerable. And when, yeah, you know, he makes mistakes. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And no, no, and in head to head racing sometimes, um, I think we saw if other cars can challenge him while I, you know, obviously he's having a great year so far. I, I think we saw a more vulnerable max this weekend. I mean, he made a mistake at the end of the race, like went off and quite like had Lewis been any closer yeah. That could have been his. I mean, we'll see about that because as we saw when Max overtook Lewis, the straight line pace that that Red Bull has is just that absurd. Was, like that, there was, was no yeah. there was nothing Lewis could have done there. Like you're not, you know, and and I, I I read a bunch of like comments online that Lewis didn't do enough to defend and all this. I'm like there's nothing How do you, you defend can do. You, against you defend just DRS. Yeah. Yeah. Like not happening. No. I mean but you know what? For a few minutes, though, it was entertaining. I'm sure you must have loved the start when Russell oh, just it. took off. And then that was a great pass by Lewis also. Like, you know, props to him because I was not expecting Lewis to go wheel to wheel with Max there. And he no. did it. And we had a one two for a while. And uh, and Russell looked like you know, he was in a good position, like two like two cars against one it would have been lewis would have been sacrificed honestly on strategy and you know before that first red flag um russell pit early and he got a like almost not a free pit stop but a very quick pit stop and he would have been you know there would have been a bit of a merc sandwich with max in the middle and it would have been a bit more uncomfortable and like as you said any mistake that max would have made there merc could have picked up the pieces but unfortunately we saw that we had a red flag, first of all, and then Russell kind of got fucked with that. And then his engine blew out. So, you know, we would we will never know what would have happened. But Merck showed some pace this weekend. And Yeah, no, no, they're, they're qualifying. I mean, I think that was actually a better situation for them to be in rather than having like, you know, uh, getting pole would have been crazy. I don't think that was really in, so, in, in the cards. But like with with them being two, three behind Max, I think that put them in a better position to ultimately, you know, have Lewis finish on the podium. I mean, finish P2. That's a huge result for Merck. Um, And Lewis was pumped at the end of the race. Like you haven't seen him like that in a long time. Well, I mean, I will say this, this, this race with all the, you know, the, the craziness and chaos aside, like it was a fun race to watch. And, you know, I think Merck has to be, I think Merck has to be excited about that. But going back to Max, um, you know, Red Bull still like Christian Horner before the beginning of the race said that like Checo probably could get a P8 just because the track is, you know, Australia, Australia is a bit different than, than what we've seen. Um, you know, and all the Max fanboys out there are probably like, well, Max would finish first. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure they would. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a bunch of Max fanboys like, Dude, and I told you about I mentioned this week, like I got into a I saw these comments about something I posted on Reddit and all these Max fanboys are like, oh, the Checo apologists and just talking so much shit and it's exhausting. I'm just tired of it. Um, you know, but anyway. Can, sorry, you, can you remind us what you posted though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I posted a, a, a meme. Um from uh from Saudi it was Yoss for stop and or uh Max for stop and finishes second biggest dickhead behind y- Dad Yoss. <laughs> yeah, so the the it's whole Saudi point Arabia. was sh- sh- showing uh Yoss not like unhappy at the podium celebration. I mean, 
you, you did poke the the Max fans a little bit there. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Take a joke, you you cry babies. I love um, it. I mean. It's great. It's great. Um anyway, you know, I mean like point being, Checo Checo salvaged, I think um he did a great job coming from the back. Um But I'll tell you what, I lost all hope of Checo competing with Max already. Um he just he just doesn't have it for me this year and I, I hope i'm wrong and and we're going to track that he does really well on baku but he doesn't perform consistently enough in order to be up there with him and do i think max would have won from the pit lane i don't know when but he would have finished higher than checo you think so yeah okay it's possible Nine times out of ten, you know, which, you know, and I hate to say this because I love Checo and I really thought Checo could bring it to Max. But Max is just uh, he's a he's on another level. And no, I hate to say it. Yeah. Even going off, you know, on, you know, makes a few mistakes. He still has such like a. ah, There's such a cushion to to Checo that he's like, he's just going to he just has him. It's too easy. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. I, 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 I'm still, I still have a little hope for Checo, but I, you got to have uh, the hope because, because otherwise the season's over, right? We saw like three different tracks. Red Bull is just miles ahead of everyone. So we need Checo to make this interesting, keep it a little dramatic. Um, and I was, you know, the whole race, I was kind of hoping we'd see a bit of Lewis versus Fernando, like wheel to wheel. Cause it was shaping up. They, they stuck to each other the whole race and, there was a, you know, leading up to the weekend, there was a, there was a bit of uh, back and forth between these two, and uh, I think Fernando was uh, calling out Lewis because Lewis said, "I've never seen a car this fast," and then Fernando said, "Oh, I think he's getting old because you know he had, you know, he had the, the fastest car for seven years, and it was a rocket ship on the straight." And then uh, after qualifying, you know, Lewis just said, "Like, oh, I just hope we uh, it ends up like my first year when he passed Alonso on the outside." Uh, like without naming him. And then in the end, they were kind of both, you know, very friendly, a lot of respect. Oh my God, you drove a great race. No, you drove a great race. And, uh, but, you know, I, I want to see the wheel to wheel because then, you know, when these two go wheel to wheel, it's not as polite afterwards. I, you know what? I, I think Fernando needs to be mindful of some of the things that he says. Um, you know, like maybe I'm maybe I'm trying to protect Lewis here a little bit. Um, I do love the jabbing. I do love the jabbing between them, but um, you know there was a there was another comment where Fernando came on the radio, and I'm sure Lewis has heard this one, where he's like, he only knows how to race when he's out in front. Oh yeah, um, spot twenty two. Yeah, yeah. In regards to Lewis, and you know, I, I don't think there's love. I think there's respect between the two of them. I think you might have said this, but. There's respect between the two of them, but they're willing to jab each other. Like they, 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 and it's almost, I think it's fun for them yeah. in some ways. Yeah. They enjoy you know, it for sure. And I think, because I think Lewis knows at the end of the day that he's, he's bested Fernando, like over the course of both their careers, you know? I mean, um, yeah. That's a, f- I mean, it, that, clearly. Well, let's think about it. Just if we're going to go back in time a little, <laughs> 2007 McLaren. Yeah, as a rookie, you know, as a rookie, and Fernando basically like got mad because he wasn't 
he wasn't looked at as a number one anymore at McLaren and there was a fight for it. And Lewis ended up going on to win his, uh, you know, he left McLaren, Fernando did. And Lewis ends up going on to win his, his first, his first driver's title. And, you know, meanwhile, Fernando's made some questionable career moves. This one <laughs> might, no, I mean, <laughs> just realistically, and, and, you know, maybe this one, this one's the right one. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, I do like the banter between them. I think what we're starting to see is more respect between the two. Um, yeah, but they're not willing to take a shot every now and then. Yeah, did you uh, did you hear Lewis during the race talking to Bono? He was like, "I am not losing out to him." <laughs> when when Alonso was getting close, I, like, he doesn't call him by his name or anything. He just it's him. So I yeah, was nice. I appreciate I appreciate the amount of you know mutual respect, but also there is a bit of. Uh, there, yeah, there's a lot of competition between them, and because they're they they're of similar generations, and and uh, if they start fighting for those P2s, P3s, and maybe one day, you know, the day Max is out of the race and they're fighting for that win, that's gonna be fun. I'll tell you that much. Oh, for sure. I, you know, and I think too, Merck has to be encouraged by this result. I think yeah. even 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 if George, I mean, they've got to look at what what caused George's. Um, Mm. you know george's engine failure but you'd have to be like to to get first of all to start p2 and p3 and then have lewis finish on the podium um i i didn't expect this i did not expect them to be anywhere near the podium um and and it's not because of the dnfs it's because they merited it like it it was you know they put in a great performance this weekend um yeah, and let's so, see if if it was track specific because usually Mercedes does really well here, or is it you know a trend? Is it something that Merck has figured out on um, setup? But you know all the post race interviews kind of pointed towards the fact that they know they've got updates coming, and that if they can if they have these setup changes that are working, it can only get much better from there. So. Interesting to see what happens in the next few races with them. And honestly, I was really happy to see Aston Martin confirm on a third track they're there. It's no longer a fluke now. Uh, it's been three races and P3 and P4, very strong results. They've already scored more points in the first three races than they scored the whole of 2022. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. By like by 10 points, like not by little <laughs> already. Um, I mean, and- yeah, they've got to be. I mean, Stroll finished behind Fernando too. Exactly. He. I mean, there was an element of luck, you know. Um, but uh, three in a row. Uh, it's also a trend, and it's also a trend for Ferrari now. Three races in a row, and uh, no podiums, wow. nothing. Um, Leclerc, who I love, who is the the future champion. Uh, I don't recognize him this year because that was entirely driver mistake for me uh at turn one trying to go on the outside of both aston martins i don't know what he was thinking following a bad qualifying i just i don't recognize him nor the team this year you know what i have a question for you do you do you think this i mean if we 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 think about it like do we think this is because they've had so much internal turmoil as far as leadership goes i feel <clears throat> i almost feel bad for fred vasseur yeah you know what i don't know i think 
I think it's hard to judge uh, the leadership after three races because I think he has done a few good things. But I do feel that internally there were some pro Binotos that are that are not playing ball. And that might be causing some shit in the back. Wow. I mean, using their, using their guys on the team that are, are actually deliberately not backing Vassour and like putting out their best work. I mean, I don't know what best work means at Ferrari these days. But- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they're, they're not sandbagging or anything. <laughs> uh, no, but they're, but- you know. But I, being I will say, about it, maybe I don't know. Is that it? Yeah, but exactly though. You're talking about being Italian communication. They're probably like holding back on communication, and you know, not ruining for him to succeed. And you know, even if it's a little bit of passive aggressiveness here and there, it doesn't lead to anything good in the end, right? So I don't know. I, I'm I'm baffled. I'm I, I think I've already I'm going through the grief stages. In but it's a bit more accelerated this year. Like I I, I could already tell the car is not. The Red Bull beater, it's not bad because like on pace, it was kind of there in the race, right? If if they had started, you know, behind the Mercs, that would have been a really good battle. But it's just, it's not what we want. It's like we want a title, same as like Merc fans. Like they don't want to fight for, you know, three and four. And uh, it's not happening this year. And But I'm not even sad. I'm just kind of, I'm, I don't know, right now I'm a little indifferent. And I'm hoping that this is <laughs> the four weeks coming up. Because <laughs> uh, I thought, oh my God, last year Charles did a, a Grand Slam in Melbourne. So it's going to be great this year out of <laughs> T1. Last year, yeah. he retired from the lead in Baku. So I'm hoping maybe a little podium in Baku. And then, you know, let's, you know, let's build it back, you know, race by race. I- I can see uh, there's like a video that's coming to mind of just like sad Charles and sad Carlos. And behind it is the song, like the, the acoustic version of mad world playing <laughs> all, you know, that song, like all around us are familiar faces, <laughs> that one worn out places. Um, yeah. And it's like well, just a crescendo of, of them looking just absolutely fucking defeated because it sucks dude if you're a tifosi right now um man i would be eating my tears and pasta yeah i mean it's pretty much what they're doing at this point um and we'll be heading to imola very soon as well so yeah let's uh, let's see i mean honestly at this point i'm just gonna wait and see there's a lot of teams that are in this position but ferrari is particularly hurting i think this year um but yeah uh carlos could have got a podium this weekend so i look at the positives wherever i can get them but it's i mean sad. And that's the yeah. other thing that has to be discussed like carlos actually i mean carlos had a good weekend carlos did, had a yeah. good, i mean good i mean he had a, a better weekend and and you know the fia the the stewards uh decision aside like he should he should really I hope what I guess what I hope is he doesn't take I would be more mad at the stewards and less mad at my performance because that's that's really like really what what it what it should be. And, and I think not, that's what not I let him get too down. Yeah, I think that's know? what they're they're highlighting too. Like they they know where they stand and uh was it unfair? Yeah, everyone's saying it and let's just move on. I mean I'd be curious to see if that gets overturned, honestly. I don't know, did they protest? I, I what you'd have to think. I mean, Fred Vasseur, Fred came out and was like, you know, they, they should have met with Carlos before they gave the penalty. 
Um, I would appeal it if I were Ferrari. Why not? You have nothing to lose. Yeah, let's see. Literally. I mean, Haas, Haas, Haas went for it, right? So, yeah. Well, you know, I was also pretty happy for Hull because he had a great uh, performance um, this weekend. By the way, Hulk in qualifying 3-0 against K-Mag, which is phenomenal. Wow. And he's now ahead of him in the championship. He's also tied He's tied with Charles Leclerc on points. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're at six points. Um, and McLaren, double points for McLaren with P6 for Lando, I think, and P8 for I, I need Piastri. To, I, need to, I need to say something on this. Yeah. Actually, what? just going back to, to Hulk real quick. Did you see what, before I say the thing about McLaren, <laughs> did you see what happened at the end of, of the race with him? Yeah, he, he broke down on the last lap. His right? car broke down and apparently he had some electrical issue and he had to do, uh, like, he like had to exit the car. It's called an Urz exit. I don't know. If, yeah, without and, touching the without car. Without touching right? the yeah. car, you basically jump off. So you, if there is some sort of, you're not... There is some sort of electrical failure. Uh, you're not getting electrocuted by being grounded, but yeah, because those um, are there's a lot of current going through those cars. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He had that, that was <laughs> like his 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 race engineer was like, "Stop the car now!" Like they didn't tell him until after the line, and then after the line, they're like, "Absolutely not! Uh, get out of the car right now." Um, but yeah, McLaren, man. Um, here's my take on McLaren. Had their McLaren would not have finished in the points this weekend had it not been for all the DNFs. Fair. That that <laughs> honest no, I mean that's that's Piastri definitely would not have. Maybe Lando at like P nine or P ten, maybe. Yeah, um, he would have pick, picked up a, a point or two, I think. Sure. Um, Do you have to be encouraged if you're McLaren? Yeah, I guess because you picked up points, but um I I we said we spoke last week about who needs the who who needs a biggest result or who needs a, a result this weekend. And I think we both agreed it was McLaren. Yeah. I'd say they got the result, but I wouldn't say it was on merit. No, but you'll take it, right? If you're the team, you'll take it. But as a yeah. as like you know the observer, I'd be like, if there if 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 there hadn't been as much chaos in that race, I have a feeling that they both would have finished out of the points. Yeah. And I think, you know, history will remember it as Piastri scored points at his home race, his first right. point. So, you know, you know, for the whole romantic side yeah. of it, you know, we'll take it for F1. Guan Yu Zhou picked up some points as well. And so did Yuki finally, who didn't finish P11 thanks to Carlos Sainz's penalty because uh, mm. he had finished 11 for the last three races, I think in a row, which if he finished 11th again, would have set a record for finishing at the same position. That's not, p1 the most amount of times anyway a record that he wanted to avoid <laughs> that he did <laughs> and you I mean, had, had a great restart i don't know if you saw that because he passed about three cars before the whole incident yuki's yeah. good at starts um so we got to oh, yeah. give him a shout out and yeah uh logan Sargent, bit of a mistake there but he wasn't the only one to make mistakes this weekend so we'll we'll give him that but let's look at our stand championship to wrap up here. Um, once again, what up? Yeah, once again, it's it's uh, you're on a streak there, Knowles. Uh, you got points for pole and P one, so that's a twenty point um, weekend for you. I only got points for Max, so you extend your lead, and your lead is now double digits, forty four to thirty four. 
Well done. Yeah, I got good. ten. Ten point lead there. It's a good, good cushion <sighs> going into this break that we have. Which, by the way, Feels we good. have this. We have this four week break because the Chinese Grand Prix is canceled, and that's why there's such a long break between two Grand Prix. That's not the summer break. I don't. I don't really understand this. I mean, I, I would be interested to have someone in Formula One explain to. I mean, it's got to be scheduling or something. But a four-week gap this early in the season seems a little, little much. I'll tell you who's going to love that is all the teams that are that need to get in that wind tunnel, aka Merck, McLaren's coming out with uh, apparently a B spec or a huge update in Baku. Um, so yeah, we have a few weeks to look into you know all this, uh, you know all the teams that need to get their shit together. Basically, Ferrari's going to have a four weeks of just sad introspection. <laughs> I hope not, man. I hope they're back in that wind tunnel. <laughs> nah, <laughs> they're not. They're just, <laughs> they're just going to be in the wind tunnel. Like the whole team just goes in there as torture. Um, you know, they're just getting blown out in there. Just Fred Vasseur in the wind tunnel. Yeah. Wind in his <laughs> sad Fred in his the little hair that he has left. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he just well. puts everybody in there as punishment. He's like, I want you to know how it feels. I want you to know how the car feels. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, man. So we have a few weeks off. We'll get into this because there's a lot of things to talk about. I think we, we need to talk about McLaren. We need to talk about Merck because, you know, as um, as uh, yeah, do they need to bring a new car? Do they need to just develop this one? Um, yeah, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, is Red Bull going to start feeling the heat of their penalty? Maybe not in Baku, but in the next few races, hopefully one can hope. <sighs> I don't know, man. There's, there's, there's a lot to, there's a lot to ponder in these four weeks. Um, yeah, lots to ponder. And we'll be there. Uh, so make sure to follow us uh, at the Grandstand F1 on all the social uh, media platforms. And yeah, if you're listening to our podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever the fuck you listen to it, leave us a review because that helps us out. <laughs> yep, five stars, baby. That's right. You know. Well, all that. <laughs> What? Nice pause there. Yeah, no, I was thinking of something witty to say and it just didn't come. So hopefully you'll be more creative with your five-star reviews. <laughs> we'll take a four-star review as well, I guess, after that one. Oh. Uh, but from, from us at the Grandstand, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>